What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode seven of the It Doesn't Matter What Your Podcast Is Called podcast on the Blue Wire Network. I'm your host, BJ Cruz, along with my tag team partner, who is bi-coastal this week, Jeremy Loss. Jay, how was uh, how was your trip? Uh, it was a long flight today. I am coming you coming to you live from the most stereotypical wrestling fan part. Uh, I'm actually doing this podcast in my mom's basement. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Are you uh, are there like Cheeto crumbs on your chest right now? Uh, yeah, and there's three cans of Diet Cola open next to me. <laughs> oh my God, are they finished? Oh yeah. Or are you one of these half drinkers? Oh uh, no, I was I was pounding these diet colas during smackdown this evening uh i was living the dream that i was gonna say that is the dream (laughs) my god speaking of the dream but you can help make our dreams come true by subscribing and rating our podcast five stars on apple podcast and you can find for my android users our android users always come at me like oh you don't like us we do uh so if you want to listen to the it doesn't matter what your podcast is called podcast on the android platforms we're available wherever pla- uh, podcasts are available you know your spotify's your google plays your stitchers so find us wherever you get your podcasts but for my apple podcast people show us some love give us that subscribe give us the five star rating um and and let's keep this going we're trying to get to 100 i believe that's the goal that we set for ourselves so we're uh, we're, we're getting there yeah, make sure that you uh, you follow us on on Twitter at Doesn't Matter Pod, and that's Pod with a zero. And uh, you can follow Ben at at Cruise Control, and that's Control with a K. And you can follow my escapades in Cleveland, Ohio, this week at at Jeremy A. Loss. Uh, I hope you make it out of Cleveland alive. It's gonna be. It's... I'm gonna be uh, so I I'm gonna be rocking a LeBron jersey here. Uh, I don't know if this is gonna be taken well. <laughs> Oh man, this might be our last episode. Yeah. But, you know, that's a great segue to from one main event superstar to just our main event. And this week, we've got actually a few co-main event things to to go over. There, it was it was it was actually a busy week in the uh, the world of professional wrestling. The first being something that I'm not off the bat, I'm just going to drop my opinion. You can agree, you can disagree. Goldberg versus The Undertaker was announced for the Saudi Arabia card in June. Oh. Yeah, this is this was something that I was not expecting. I was definitely expecting them to face uh, opponents that they would go over on. Um, the fact that they're facing each other makes it seem like they might do this again sometime. Uh, maybe split it. Uh, oh, no, Goldberg don't win. put that out there. I mean, it don't seems like it because there. there's. I mean, if Goldberg goes over on the on Taker, I feel like they have to run it back, and and, and vice versa. I, I I think this is leaning towards either them doing it once in Saudi Arabia and once in Australia, or doing it in Saudi Saudi Arabia twice. Um, but I definitely think this is this is leading towards a, a bigger build. Shoot, if they if. If, if Vince is feeling frisky, we might get Goldberg Taker at WrestleMania next year. <laughs> don't, don't, please don't do that. Oh my God. Oh I thought we goodness. were done with the over 50 wrestlers. I thought Trips and Batista was going to be the grand finale of the over 50 guys trying to well, prove Trips something. Is, like Trips is on this show too. He's facing Randy Orton. 
So, you, I mean, they're obviously going to give Trips uh, a 25-minute match against Randy Orton in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be awful. Um, and, 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 I mean, they're going to bill it as, like, the final showdown between the Master and the Apprentice. Um, they're going to push the evolution angle. Um, but, yeah, this is going to be a really, really old show. Like, just a whole bunch of old dudes in the, in, in the heat in Saudi Arabia putting on a show. God, I the the way that they bend over for this Saudi prince and his money is I mean it's already kind of disgusting because of everything in that climate that's going on. Like let's let's take the wrestling aspect out of it. But yeah. The fact that they are like look, it's it's one thing to kind of bend over and have to answer to USA and Fox about their needs and their wants on your roster, but when you're letting this dude who is probably shelling out a shit ton of money dictate what your card is going to be. It's it's just kind of sad. And look, I get it. You get you you know, you can't bite the hand that feeds you and this guy's again shelling out probably a shit ton of money. So do what he says, but like the there's better people pay, are, there's better people to take money from. Like if they right. want to like I I'm sure like other places would give them a, a ton of money and I mean they make a ton of money uh without having to go to Saudi Arabia. It's just it, their willingness to throw morals to the side for a boatload of cash is really disgusting. Um, and I think fans are starting to realize that. Uh, and and it, it's painful to see the product have to go through this stuff uh, just so that Vince McMahon can continue to like load his coffers full of cash. It And uh, a 50-man battle royal also announced. Yeah. I- I, I like a good battle royal and a good Royal Rumble as much as the next guy. Do we need 50 people? Could you, like, do you remember anything from the greatest Royal Rumble? I mean, like, obviously the Titus O'Neil thing. Like, yeah, that's, that's the only thing it. anyone ever remembers. And the green Power Ranger belt. I will say I do remember that. Because oh, yeah, that's a good point. That belt was, one, horrific, and at the same time, I would wear that thing everywhere because... <laughs> It, it like it literally is the color of the green Power Ranger, who we all know was one of the greatest Power Rangers of all time. So I, I'm I'm gonna debate you there, but I'm gonna save it for a different show because we we have a lot to get to, including the fact that Sami Zayn is now officially in the Money in the Bank match match. Oh yes, replacing Braun Strowman after beating him in a no in a fall a false count anywhere match uh, on Monday, uh, obviously with a little help from from Baron Corbin and Drew McIntyre. Um, but this adds a little something to Sami Zayn's gimmick. And, and quite honestly, I think this makes him the favorite uh, going into Money in the Bank on Sunday. You know, I was a big fan of this. And obviously, Sami's been really, you know, going after the crowd and everything like that. But I just think he fits a ladder match much better than Braun does, right? Yeah. Just stylistically and how he wrestles and how Braun wrestles. Sammy's going to do some crazy shit with the ladders. So when you're kind of when you're looking at who potential winners are and and like you said he's he, he I wouldn't be surprised if he won and we'll kind of get to that a little bit later when we make our picks. He would look Sammy would look great with the briefcase, right? Oh yeah. Especially with the gimmick that he has now. Like his gimmick of like sticking it to the fans and sticking to the company and really being like um that anti uh, WWE anti-corporation heel, if you will. 
um, like the fact that he could have the briefcase and kind of hold it over everybody would remind me to like CM Punk when he won the title um, against John Cena when he was just saying, I'm going to leave with the title and there's nothing you can do about it. Like, I think he can kind of do the same thing and it adds a little bit more to his gimmick rather than him just being a little whiny bitch. Um, <laughs> Tell us how you really feel about Sami Zayn. I mean, it, this, it, it adds a little bit more. It makes it a little bit fresher. Um, it, it really does help uh, his character development. Um, so I, I, I would like to see him. Obviously, him in the match is great because you have, you have Ricochet, you have uh, Andrade, you have Ali, and you have Finn Balor. Uh, all of them can do some crazy stuff. Uh, in the match so it just it adds to the explosiveness of the match um, but I agree I think him with the briefcase just takes it to another level and he he would be a great heel with it you know it's I'm glad they found him something it, it's almost like him being pulled away from that Luke Harper feud that was supposed to happen before Luke Harper asked for his release that kind of weird space that he was in where they didn't have anything for him it was a big blessing because they inevitably put him in this spot where he would just fit better. Because again, as much as a him versus Luke Harper feud would, would have been fine, would have been okay. Him in this spot now is much more interesting. So, and especially as, as well as he's been doing, you're right in that his gimmick was becoming stale, but now this kind of takes it to another level. So they found a way to take what, he has been pretty good at and elevated. And, you know, that can't be said with a lot of things that they've put their hands on. So, you know, kudos to them for figuring that out and figuring out what to do with him because he just, he just, the way that he's, ever since he went on this heel turn run, you know, he's been great. And, and, and this role just kind of fits him, you know, a lot better. So, uh, really, really thrilled to kind of see him in the match and uh, we were kind of low on Braun being in the match as it was because again him and him and ladder matches just it it doesn't go together it fits yeah it's a weird fit yeah and I would also say like um originally I had picked Drew McIntyre to win it but I think now with with Braun getting taken out with with the help of Baron and Drew it automatically eliminates Baron and Drew I think I I still think Braun is involved in some way I think he's going to end up coming out and, and costing uh, one, if not both of them, the chance to win the briefcase. Um, so that's why I'm uh, I'm immediately changing my my pick uh, from Drew McIntyre. You were so down on Sami Zayn, hated the shit out of him. Now you're picking him to win Money in the Bank. I, it, I think it makes sense. What a goddamn front runner you are. <laughs> <laughs> you're the Drake of professional wrestling. Oh fans. Jesus! Oh man! <laughs> Did you see the reverse curse that Drake had? He was wearing the Sixers jersey for Game Seven the other day. Yeah, man, he's really he just bought into it. That you know, was brilliant. There's there's no point in fighting it once uh, the internet takes over. So yeah, you know he really leaned into it, and you know he's he's the one who really made that Kawhi shot drop, and I'm sure that he's gonna drop that in in one of his songs. Like that's gonna be a lyric in one of his songs at some point. So yeah, uh, Dr- Drake was ahead of the curve. Speaking of ahead of the curve, Bray Wyatt, man, this this dude is he's not oh. even close to the curve because he's creating his own line. <laughs> He is of fire. He is oh, on fire. This... Literally and figuratively, because I believe that's what his pants are supposed to be looking like, or are those like pinstripes? But anyway, like, holy shit. I. <laughs> so I, I tweeted this, but it, it was very much a true story. 
it fire the Firefly Funhouse song came on. Immediately, my head turned to the TV because it came from commercial. My wife nicely asked me to get something that I had left in the car because we went to Target, and I said, I, I literally stuck my finger out with a shush and oh, said, a bold move. I need to finish this. <laughs> oh. And I'm glad I did. She's she's very upset. She's looking at me right now. But <laughs> the fact that after I saw the mask thing, I was like, I will take anything that I have to to watch this mask come again because that that reveal and the mask itself all incredible and yeah. i i was taken aback uh and i knew you knew something was coming because last week they kind of teased it with there was a little like a little quick cut of him with you know with some wrestling gear on this reveal was incredible and i can't wait for him to be in the ring with that freaky shit mask that he is now wearing because that thing is unbelievable yeah and i'm like i'm at a loss at the fact that like the company have allowed him these past few weeks to build to this like it wasn't like an immediate drop they've built this character and now they like switched it up on you like you were you were expecting a dark turn but not this dark of a turn and like it continues to be the best thing in the company. It's psychotic. It's odd and like just terrifying. Like I commend the company for just leaning into the weirdness of it and allowing Braid to express himself in the way that he wanted to express himself. Um, his his new look definitely looks like Slipknot mixed with like stuff that he went and bought at the the Halloween store. Um, but I'm completely in on it. Uh, I think I wouldn't be surprised if he makes an appearance of Money in the Bank um, either during the match or maybe even like if they want to thrust him into like the main event picture, like have him interrupt the Seth Rollins AJ Styles match. Like let's get weird with it. Like let's let's really put him in a spot to see if he can sink or swim. Like let's see if this new gimmick will really get off um, live rather than uh, on video. I'm just glad also that the rabbit is actually alive because, again, we talked about this last week. My guy was just murdered for <laughs> no particular reason other than being a rabbit. And he was back, although, you know, he was he had one less eye to uh, to, to go around with his life on. But I'm, I'm just glad he's back. But he look, Bray, I, I didn't think I could love what he was doing more when I was looking at it initially. You notice how the mask is just a little bit bigger than his face, right? Like yeah. it, it protrudes out a little bit, which is like even more creepy. I, I don't even know how that's possible, but it, it just is. And then kind of looking at the details of the mask itself and how I believe the creator of it is a guy or a girl. I'm sorry, I, I forgot the name, but he or she really creates these masks and these faces for like actual horror films. So Bray really did his research and... This person had to, like, he had to, you know, he asked for some sketches and some and some concepts. They brought it to Vince, and Vince had to approve it. Like, it, it's just, again, like, echoing what you said, it's just crazy how what kind of leash they gave him to create this, I don't want to say phenomenon yet, because, like, I don't want to jinx it, but it it's really, once it comes on, you can hear wrestling Twitter just collectively, like, hold their breath and yeah. just wait for it to be done just so they can tweet out their thoughts. And... Every week, it's just kind of gotten better and better. And, you know, I hope they don't keep it. 
I don't. I hope they don't do it for too long so that we can kind of get to the in-ring return of Bray. He can start doing this weird shit like in person and mm-hmm. take, you know, the shtick to another level. But the build has just been phenomenal. Like Chef's Kiss gif. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, and this oh. reminds me. This reminds me very much of of how wrestling Twitter reacted to Broken Matt Hardy and oh, yeah. yep. all the vignettes that he had during TNA. Like mm-hmm. it was, it's so weird. It's so over the top. It's, it's so crazy that people just bought into it. And like that rejuvenated Matt Hardy's career. And I think this is doing the same, like so far for Bray. Obviously it's not at that level because I mean, what, what Matt Hardy did at TNA was incredible. It was a phenomenon. Um, I, I think, the early stages of this are showing signs of that. Like he, Bray has really rejuvenated his career and people are more interested in him now than they were four or five months before he went on hiatus. So um, I, 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 like I said, I, I commend the WWE for allowing him to be a little bit weird and, and getting weird with his, his gimmick and allowing him the creativity to do this. So um, we'll see if this can continue in, uh, in, in, and really translate into the live show. Uh, I'm, I'm, I can't even talk. I'm so excited about it. And <laughs> it's, oh man, I, I like, I don't like actually, I actually don't like horror films. I don't want to pay to scare myself just because I, I could do that for free. Just <laughs> walking around. <laughs> I just, I just think it's a waste of money. I'm weird in that. Like, I don't like horror movies, but I will read Wikipedia entries to see what happens because I'm always like, I love horror movie trailers. So like, I'm all about that life because I'll watch it and you won't get the full scare. You'll get a little taste, you know, you get a little taste mm-hmm. and then you're like, ah, I've had enough. But this, I, for whatever reason, this has me hooked like nothing has in, 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 in a very, very long time. And I just can't wait for it to come to fruition and for, you know, and he's, again, he, he was great in his two previous iterations. Well, great kind of might be a stretch. He was good in his two previous iterations, but I feel this third time's a charm type of thing um, where it's, I believe, I think it was you who said this in, in our text chain with Knopflet where he has like a kind of a mankind vibe yeah, where, you know, yeah, Mankind yeah. had three iterations, right? It was Cactus Jack, Dude Love, and then Mankind. And obviously there's Mick Foley, who's kind of his own person. But this, I feel like he's kind of hit the home run here. And, and it took a while for him to get here. I'm just I'm just glad he's here because he kind of has changed. In, in a time where wrestling, or, or WWE anyway, has been in a little bit of a, a drag, a lull, however you want to put it, he has been the one bright spot that has kept people coming back and kept that conversation going. So again, we, we love this stuff and we want it to be good. And it's just really, really refreshing for something to be just so, so good. Speaking of something that's not so good, uh, WWE fined Lars Sullivan today, a hundred thousand dollars for the, um, the controversial remarks that he made a few years back on, uh, I believe there was uh, like a bodybuilding website or, or something along those lines. It's like a message board, I believe, right? Yeah. Um, the, the remarks, you can go find them on the, uh, on the internet yourself. Uh, we're not going to repeat them here because they're disgusting. Oh, no, uh, we we will not. Yeah. Uh, um, but, wow, what a, what a hefty fine. I, I would have to assume that's close to his yearly salary or at least a, a large chunk of it. Oh, I, that sounds like it's all of it because he just yeah. got called up. So 
he can't be making that much money. Even if he's making more than $100,000 a year, that's that's a huge fine. Like, you know, when these guys in the NBA get fined for criticizing the refs, it's, what, 25 k Yeah. And, you know, in the grand scheme of things, that's nothing to them. That's the fucking speeding ticket. But $100,000, that being said, I will say, looking at Lars Sullivan and his face and his general demeanor as a human, the comments don't surprise me. Uh, you know, I don't like to judge, but I will in this, <laughs> in this particular case, because if you were like, man, he has some questionable takes on race and sexual assault, I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> you know, it's not like it's not like if it was Roman where you'd be like, "Oh, that's that kind of sucks." But with Lars, he just seems very uh, like if he was cast in American History X, you'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, that that fits good." So <laughs> it, it's it's unfortunate that you know someone who's been getting a huge push as of late is now kind of getting this negative juju around them. Again, like he'll he was still on the show. He was on SmackDown tonight. And they'll still likely push him like this the star they think he's gonna be. It's um But you could already tell that he's starting to get some heat backstage. Um Big E had had a, a pretty solid tweet re- reacting to the fact that like if he has a problem with us, like he's gonna struggle in a in a locker room that right. is largely minority now. Um, which I think was a great response. Um, Big E is, is someone that's always going to tell you like it, tell it like it is. Um, he, he, he has a great mind for this kind of thing and, and, um, could really be a star of given, if given the opportunity inside the company. Um, so I, I think, I think going forward, it's going to be a bit uh, of an issue, uh, in the backstage for, for, for Lars, um, and the rest and the rest of the locker room. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, obviously, we don't want to spend too much time on it, um, uh, on the controversial remarks on this pod. I think that's something that's just not uh, in our wheelhouse and something that right. we don't want to yep. shed light on. Um, so, I, I, yeah, it's just something that, uh, as a company, I, I commend the WWE for at least taking a pretty harsh stance on, on, on something like this. Yeah, no, 100% agree. I'm glad you mentioned Big E because, E, if you're listening, or if for anyone who's... Who, isn't aware last night during raw xavier woods challenged big e to open up his dms during the entirety of raw so for three hours this dude's dms were wide open and i'm assuming the filth that ran through there (laughs) was next level but i will say on behalf of the it doesn't matter podcast audience i slid in the dms and asked them to come on the show so E, if you're listening, the ball is in your court. Uh, you are welcome on the show at any time. I, spoiler alert: no response. But I'm uh, I'm gonna hold my breath until he does. So again, if you're uh, if, you know big fan of the show, why don't you give uh, Big E a little tweet? Tell him to, tell him, tell him to hit us up. We're uh, we, we're we're huge fans. We'd love to chat with him. He we you know he's recovering from surgery, so. You know, he's got some time. He, yeah. We, you know, come on for 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes and, and have a little chat with us. So uh, if you want to start a movement, if you're a big fan of the show, please, uh, please do. We're, uh, we're, we won't stop you. Yeah, that'd be a huge help. And we can we could talk pancakes for 10 minutes. It's, it doesn't matter. 
Oh yeah, I would I would love to have a conversation about pancakes with Big E <laughs> and just breakfast foods in general. You know, I just I want to know how he feels about waffles and French toast. You know, does he like omelets or is it just like carb loaded breakfast foods? I, I want to know. <laughs> this is all stuff that I think is very important to understand our WWE superstars more. With that, uh, this is going to be a great transition from breakfast foods to a break because we got. A word from our sponsors. This is Blue Wire. We would love to talk about our friends over at ShipStation. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. They're time consuming, they're expensive, and there's so many carriers to choose from. So how do you know you are making the best choice? That's why you need shipstation.com i need to enunciate that very well because i will cuss shipstation.com it's the fastest easiest and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders shipstation helps you get your orders out quickly save money on shipping costs and keep your customers happy no matter what you're selling amazon etsy your own website shipstation brings all your orders into one simple interface making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. And right now, it doesn't matter to listeners and Blue Wire podcast listeners can ship ShipStation free for 60 days when you use the promo code BLUE. That's absolutely no risk. You can start a free trial without even entering your credit card info. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, and even Amazon Fulfillment. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. That's no wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Just visit ShipStation.com. Again, that's ShipStation for all you people with potty mouths. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in B-L-U-E, blue. That's ShipStation.com, S-H-I-P-S-T-A-T-I-O-N. Dot com, then enter the promo code BLUE. SipStation.com. Make ship happen. Wow, that's clever. I like that. <laughs> right, let's that get back a good to the one. show. Yeah, yeah. Let's get, let's get back to the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on to uh, our feud of the week. Uh, there wasn't very many like, quality feuds this week. So for me personally, I went Becky, Charlotte, Lacey. I thought their segment on, on Monday Night Raw was was solid. Uh, wasn't great, but it was decent. Uh, Becky and Charlotte, to me, really carried the load. I think their history together, the fact that they are, are really good friends behind the scenes, uh, and the fact that they just have really good chemistry whenever they're working together really yep. shown through. Yep. Um, and it really was the first time in my eyes where Lacey seemed – overwhelmed by the moment and overwhelmed by the other stars that she's interacting with. Um, she just kind of faded into the background on this one to me. Um, obviously the big payoff here was, was the power bomb through the table. Uh, to me, it looked like they, they power bomb Becky a little, uh, it was a little off and it looked like Becky actually hit her head on the table. Oh, it did not look good. Yeah. I'd, the way that she went through and you know, when they cut to her, she looked like she was in real pain. So, it was a little stiff. I uh, that table just it didn't. You know how when they go through a table, there's a certain sound where you're like, oh yeah, they, you know that sounds good. It didn't it, sound good. Yeah, it, it didn't, didn't have sound the like it was pre-broken. It didn't have that snap to it. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was. I, I'm I'm liking what they're doing. Uh, I think Sunday is is gonna be interesting. I I have a feeling Becky drops one belt. Uh, oh, you think she's dropping a belt? I have a I feeling. I think she's. I think she's going two for two. Oh, I have. This, I think I, they're gonna protect her in one match, and she's gonna have one legitimate match. I just think having her run two full matches is just too much. And they, they've they found ways to protect people lately when they've had to run two matches in the same card. So I feel like they're going to do the same thing here where I, I don't know who she's going to squash, quote-unquote. I think it's going to be Lacey just because her versus her and Charlotte know each other well and they, they'll be able to put together a new, uh, you know, a good, effective program in a match. I think Lacey is going to be... I think it's going to be a quick match. I think it's going to be very, you know, woman's right attempt and Becky takes the arm and locks her in the disarmor. I, it's, it's, I think it's going to be one of those where she keeps two for two because I, I just think they're, they're going to try to make her look strong for as long as possible before they make her drop one of these titles. Well, what if they she does win both matches, but it, uh, on the second match, she actually gets cashed in on and loses Ooh. the belt that way? Oh, okay. Because, right, I mean, I like if that. you're going to face, like, there's no better time to cash in than on somebody who has to wrestle two matches um, and is likely going to be beat up in the second one if it is Charlotte in the second one. Like, I think there's a good chance that she can get cashed in on. Um, I like I, that. Though yeah. Could be interesting. That, that, that's, uh, that's good fantasy booking by you. That's, that's great. I'm that trying. Wasn't even, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> two people who weren't trying very hard is, is one person we were just talking about, one Becky Lynch, and one Seth Rollins, the Universal Champion. So they've clearly been dating for what feels like months. They haven't made it Facebook official. Is that still a term? I don't know. I, don't I, think, get... I think it's IG official now. Can you? Do you need to make a relationship with your significant other on IG official? No, but you have to have you have to have the official photo together, and then like the the like you gotta tag them. You either gotta tag them or you gotta drop some sort of like really cheesy uh, comment or caption uh, like either a heart or like sure are you calling me official... out because i posted about my wife on mother's day is this your way of doing it <laughs> <laughs> seth rollins and becky lynch for the uninformed are officially dating uh becky was involved in some sort of twitter social media war with uh beth phoenix the uh, the phoenix one and somehow edge got involved and then Somehow Seth got involved, and then he posted a picture of them celebrating with a with a nice little kiss after he won the Universal Title from Brock Lesnar, and you know all of uh, wrestling Twitter's dreams kind of came true. It was, it was the new the new wrestling power couple was revealed. You know between them three championships. So the one question I had once it was a re- it was revealed was, and I'm serious. This is actually a very serious question. Do you think? Becky Lynch makes Seth call her the man. Oh my God, you're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're not oh, answering man. my question. Uh, I'm gonna plead the fifth there. That's. All. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man, I'm just saying this shirt has sold a lot of shirts, and I want one. But I, you know, Seth doesn't have any nicknames. You know, Beast Slayer, but no one's gonna actually call God, you Beast man. Slayer in real life. She's Could really you imagine if that's what their thing. names are in their phones. Like Becky has Beast Slayer and he has the man. 
the man with like three hearts on yeah. both sides. Oh, yeah. man. So the one thing I'm I, I looked at this as a pure like I looked at this in a purely like wrestling uh, way. Like, what if they like would this ever, would the company ever consider making mixed tag titles? And if you so, know, wouldn't that be cool if like Becky and and Seth won it, and then like they all had like they just had all the belts? You know, it's a few months ago. I would have said no, probably pre um, pre Royal Rumble. I would have said no, but they've kind of started to open that door to intergender wrestling now. You know, with Randy giving the RKO to uh, to Nia Jax, but I I still think. The fact that they are staying away from that means that they won't have mixed tag belts for a while. I think one thing, you and I were actually talking about this earlier, one thing that they should do if they're going to add more belts is a six-man tag team belt. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That, like that, like Ring of Honor does that, and it's freaking awesome. And maybe it's just me being, you know, a super stan for factions, and that's that'd be a, a way to kind of crown a certain faction the best. But over a mixed tag belt, I would rather see a six-man thing because it's it, it just seems more intriguing rather than like the mixed tag thing. There's there's a lot of uh, rules, right? Like you can't like the the men and the women can't face off against each other, and you know probably in this climate, like rightfully so. But I would rather see the six-man tag team belts. Yeah, I, I like got bought in like tonight, especially the six-man tag like idea was really sold to me by Todd by um by the SmackDown announcer because he called the Todd Usos. Phillips yeah yeah Todd Phillips he is it Todd Phillips is it Todd Phillips did I say that wrong I feel Wait, I feel like it's Tom Phillips Todd Phillips, Tom was like Phillips. Old, yeah he was the old announcer for like uh like back in the early 2000s or mid 2000s yeah but Tom Phillips he called the Usos and Reigns the bloodline I was like that is the sickest Six man tag name I've ever heard in my life. It's really good. Yeah. It's so good. So yeah, I'm bought in on that. I think that would be a great idea. I think there's so many options. You can even get the mid card guys involved and really give them a chance to shine and get a belt every now and again. You could just sell more belts. WWE shop could discount it immediately, like they do with all their belts. So yeah. you know, you can... me, you and Off could have six man tag belts. Yeah. And, you know, we we couldn't actually defend them because we'd probably lose. But that being said, I mean, if you bring a belt, like if we go to a wrestling show, you bring the belts, you have to defend them. That's oh, the I love that rule. Whoever came up with that meme or that rule that when fans bring belts to a wrestling show, it should be, you know, like twenty four seven rules where you could challenge them. You know, they're getting a hot dog. Boom, your WCW world title belt with NWO tagging on them is now mine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that would be. It would. It would seem very chaotic, but at the same time justified because if you're bringing a belt you got to defend it you yeah. got to be a fighting champion yeah 100 percent. it makes total sense it's the best rule in the business <laughs> yes i can't wait uh spe- moving on uh to something that was revealed tonight um continuing with this troubling trend of god-awful tag team names uh, Asuka and Kari Sane's official tag team name is now the Kabuki Warriors. What yeah. the fuck is this? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, 
you know, <laughs> especially coming off of the Lars Sullivan suspension, where he said some very questionable things, the last thing that they should have been doing was trying to put a very Asian name on a very Asian tag team. <laughs> like, that's the last thing that... Like, it's not the worst name in the world, but like it's not Viking experience bad. Let's just kind of start. It's there. not Viking experience bad, but it's bad. It it is. Why why can't they just be? They were two individual wrestlers before they became a team. Why can't they just be like? You know what I'm saying? It's it just seems so forced, and it also seems, you know, like Vince obviously. Again, I I don't know if we mentioned this on the show, but he clearly has some sort of Asian fetish that he. Because there was that like that Twitter thread of all the crazy stories about Vince yeah. McMahon, and he didn't know that Asian porn was a thing. I digress. The, <laughs> I think he's really projecting here in that, you know, he's trying to fetishize Asuka and Kyrie Sane, where it's, you know, it's like, they, and they don't need to. They're, they're two great workers. They're two of the best workers in the company why can't they just be Kyrie Sane and Asuka it's it sounds like something you would learn in like an Asian American studies class like the word kabuki yeah and he was like that's the one thing he learned when he was in college and he decided to use it it's it is bizarre yeah I mean their whole tag like the whole reveal their tag team has been kind of sloppy in my opinion like the fact that Paige is their manager and really doesn't do much, like she walks out with them and then says maybe like one or two things, like she doesn't do anything like a typical manager does. She doesn't hype them up. She really just is there. And then like she exists. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard their entrance music. It's literally just both of their entrances spliced together. Oh, is no it? Real, I, was, like, I was watching it with no sound today because I was watching it, it in a meeting. It's like a random cut in like it would like uh, Kari's music will hit. And then all of a sudden, Asuka's music was just cut in. And then, like, 10 seconds later, Kari's music comes back. It's like, there's no real vibe to it. It's just, like, spliced together in random cuts. It's awful. And then, obviously, this name. It's just, they're taking something that has um, some value and, and, and could really be great. And they're just they're not really doing anything all that awesome with it. And it's, it's kind of dull and disappointing. It's uh, they better win the tag team belts at some point, and I know, you know, the Iconics just got the belts, and they deserve. They've been doing great work with them, but if they're gonna name Asuka and Kyrie saying the Kabuki Warriors, they better give them the damn tag team belts at some point. Because yeah, it, I I would assume they're gonna get it pretty soon. I would prefer to keep it on the Iconics for at least another like month, another run. Uh, maybe they can do a rematch at the next pay-per-view. Uh, just because, like, uh, this is an official Iconic Stand podcast. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, you're a, you're a big Peyton Royce, Billy Kay guy. Yeah, they're they're awesome. Um, they are, yeah. So I would love to see that see them keep the belts for as long as possible. Uh, I, but I, I, I do believe that they're going to put it on, uh, put them on the Kabuki Warriors. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fairly soon so stupid (laughs) this is the first time i've heard it kind of in a serious sentence like yeah they're gonna put it on the kabuki warriors yeah it's it's stuff like this that makes me like really believe that like 
Sasha is legitimately going to sit out for the rest of her contract. Like she's Can just like, you... you know, what? I don't want to work with this company anymore. And it's like it's and and she, at this point, she's she is justified. I know Nafla ranted about this last week, uh, but she, they like they don't. You know, for all the hoopla that they made and the big deal that they made of these women's tag team belts, they haven't taken them as seriously as they should have. Like, Sasha and Bailey should still be the champions right now. That, you know, that's, I, I understand their gripes with their run was cut short and felt like you, you have to legitimize those belts before you start passing it around. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the, like the raw tag team belts have kind of lost all of their luster because not like a legitimate team hasn't held them in so long. So it just feels like the women's tag team belts are going down that same route. And it's just super unfortunate because again, they made at elimination chamber, they made this huge deal. Sasha and Bailey go through, you know, hell and high water to get them. And then they drop them in, in this, in, in kind of a not super great way at WrestleMania. So I, I totally understand Sasha's frustration and why she doesn't want to come back. I, I, I hope she does because my God, does Raw need her? Raw, yeah. The Raw women's division is not good. And that's not, I'm not trying to hate, but just from a pure storytelling and a wrestling standpoint, like that fatal four way that they had on Monday was, it was Dana Brooke, Naomi, Nikki Cross, and, and Natalia. And Natalia. I'm not excited about any of those people. No. And, and that, like, Again, Dana Brooke had that one great spot where she jumped off the ladder, and Nikki Cross got the random win because Alexa, you know, Alexa had lost her luggage or whatever. But my God, yeah, okay, does Ronnie can we talk Sasha about that? Back. Can we talk about that? That is now yes. officially her gimmick, or like her storyline is that she is not like she doesn't have her gear. Like that's right. Alexa, that's what they're doing with Alexa Bliss right now is she doesn't have her gear, so she can't wrestle. Or if she does, like her shoes come untied. What the hell? And I think that's their way of protecting her because I don't know if she is as fully healthy as she's supposed to be to be cleared to wrestle. So I think they're trying she's to find... She's literally wrestling in a ladder match on Sunday. And she like... is. And I, I think she she's going to find... They're going to find some way so she doesn't take any hellacious bumps because, my God, like she's, she's had concussion issues in the past already. So they don't want to further that. And I if get that. If that's the case, then like... She shouldn't be in this match at all. Oh no, I agree. I, I completely. She's just so compelling as a character. Where I think they're, and I think they realized, you know, when they moved all of these women to SmackDown, where now they're overcompensating. We're like, we need to have her on the show because she's legit one of the only people who's like super good on the mic. And when she is working, like she's okay. But they have to protect her. It's it's this weird weird space that she's in and it's really unfortunate because i you know i think she she makes a great heel i i'm, I'm scared because la- ladder matches are always a weird not not weird it, again it's a very dangerous match it's just, a crapshoot because like if you take like if you over rotate on us on a on a spin off a ladder or if you just step wrong like you can really really hurt yourself um, there's a lot of like ver- like variables that are not you don't have to take into account during a regular match, so it is scary. And like even if, like if there's even a hint of her possibly being injured, and they're not a hundred percent comfortable with even her working a normal match on a Monday, like have Nikki just replace her, and and Alexa can be there as like her mouthpiece because Nikki's not that great on the mic, right? And, and then we could we can move on that way. Just like 
But this whole like, oh, I don't have my luggage thing is really dumb. <laughs> and they've done this yeah. like multiple times now. So uh, it, I, I don't know where they're going with this. Uh, like you said, like the raw women's division is just a trash bin of like, uh, I, I, I take that back. I, trash bin is the wrong word. It, it's not great. Uh, it, it's there's no real like standout talent, um, and I, I think having somebody of a, a, a Sasha's caliber would really really help them. Oh, it would it would save the save the division at this point because again Becky is obviously she's on Beth both shows and that's great. Lacey Evans is on the up and up, but everything else it, it's a it's a steep drop from those two, and it's just really unfortunate because for I mean. Obviously, Ronda kind of skewed that towards Raw a little bit more. But for a while there, Raw was super deep in, in the women's division. It was really interesting to watch. Like, where's Ruby Riot? Is she not exist? I, I, uh, She's doing house shows with Liv Morgan. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 just very very strange. Let's let's uh let's let's move on real quick because we we actually this is our first show where we're leading into a pay-per-view i think this is right? our go-home show this is the go-home show it's, it's this is wild so money in the bank this sunday and there are a whopping 11 matches for uh, for money in the bank which is that's way too much it's way too much it's a lot it's it's <laughs> it's i it's gonna be a long long show i'm actually gonna be at a bachelor party this weekend oh. so i've i've got to watch this through uh on my phone at the bar or something just through well you know in between you can ask sips, the bar, sips of bourbon ask the bar to put it up on the tv and be that guy oh yeah yeah i'm sure kentucky would love that <laughs> uh, but let's uh we let's let's quickly go through some predictions and let's save the two money in the bank ones for the for end yeah. yeah so let, let's just let's just do this quickly uh we've got the universal championship match we've got seth rollins and aj styles who do you got Seth Rollins. I, I don't think you take the belt I've, off of him. I've got I've got Seth too. I think they've he's set up for a super long run. Next up, we've got the WWE Championship match: Kofi Kingston versus Kevin Owens. Uh, you keep it on Kofi, um, though I think somebody cashes in on him. I was about to ask you that. Okay, yeah, I think Kofi wins that match too. Raw Women's Title: Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. I already made my pick here. I think Becky wins quickly. What do you got? Uh, I have Becky as well. Okay, and then let's move on to the next Becky match: Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Uh, I have Becky, but I would not be surprised if Vince's love for Charlotte uh, overrules everything and and he puts the belt back on her. That's fair. I mean, they might see that Becky working two shows is going to get a little too much. So I, I, I'd buy that. I still think Becky's going to win, but, you know, like you said, with Vince, you never know. Roman Reigns and Elias. Oh, this is Roman. There's no yeah, way they I put Elias he's... over Roman. Yeah. Though, totally. I, though like, I, I fully expect Shane McMahon's, like, new stable of Elias, um, Bobby Lashley, and himself to, to, to interfere in some way. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Roman's the winner here. Okay, and then uh, I, I'm also picking Roman. Steel cage match, The Miz versus one Shane McMahon. Who do you got? 
the Miz with his dad getting involved. Oh yeah, Fisticuffs dad Miz. Yeah, he's what coming out. He's gonna he's gonna square up. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna square up and softly punch Miz in the face. <laughs> and then uh, we're gonna move on to the United States Championship match. We got Samoa Joe versus Dominic's dad, Rey Mysterio. What is uh, what's your thoughts here? I have Joe with Dominic turning on his dad. <laughs> I'm all in on this. All in on this. I sure, yeah. Let's put <laughs> let's put Ray in another weird family feud storyline. I mean, they're leaning of... in on it. Cesaro was in, like dropping hints that Dominic is not his kid on Raw. Like they are, I think they are just hinting towards a turn here. Oh, I if they're gonna they should just if they're gonna do this, they gotta go all the way with it and Dominic has to say something like, You're not my real father and yes. let's just let's just go down this weird rabbit hole because you know, if we're gonna do it, let's 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 get goddamn do it. And oh I should have probably led with this match, the uh, WWE Cruiserweight Championship. We got Tony Nice and Arya Davari. Who do you uh who do you have in this barn burner? Um Tony Nice? Sure. <laughs> I'm. I'm also. I mean, with the cruiserweight you. belt has just lost every mo- all the momentum. It is it's dead in the water. Like by the way, where nobody is, cares. Where the hell is Buddy Murphy? Wasn't he moved to SmackDown? They haven't yeah. used him yet at all. I, I mean, he he had that little mini feud with with Velveteen Dream uh, on NXT after Mania. Yeah, I, I would assume he shows up on SmackDown after Money in the Bank, but I, I don't know. Like, I'm so. I mean, I don't know where anybody stands anymore after the shake the shake up because literally everything changed. Weekly, right, it's so. it, ugh, wild card and all that shit. Yeah, and the last match before the two Money in the Bank joints, we've got the SmackDown Tag Team Championship with the Usos who are on Raw apparently, and and uh, Daniel Bryan and recycling extraordinaire Rowan. Who do you got? Uh, Brian and Rowan. This is also on the pre-show, so oh good, is, yeah, it's interesting uh, that they put this match on the pre-show. Um, but yeah, Brian and Rowan have, have to win this just because the Usos are on Raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have to. And I again, I'm a huge fan of this Brian Rowan tag team as the champs. It's they kind of bring this legitimacy because again, when they took the Usos off and the Hardys had to you know vacate the titles. There was a huge gaping hole for tag teams on SmackDown. And, you know, I, I, there are a few on there who could compete, but I think Brian and Rowan will bring some, you know, a good amount of legitimacy to uh, to the titles. All right, now it's time for the main course, the two big Money in the Bank ladder matches. So let's start off with the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. So eight very very deserving women uh except maybe one <laughs> that's so fucked up i'm so sorry um we've got natalia dana brooke naomi alexa bliss mandy rose bailey ember moon and carmella call it now what do you got uh i have bailey uh, i think bailey's i think they were building towards bailey being uh back into a main event player for uh the a singles title i think she wins it here um Though I would not be surprised if they they swerve us and either Mandy or Ember Moon win it. So uh, I think it was a few weeks ago where you mentioned Bailey was the obvious favorite 
to win it, and I still think that's true. I am I am going to go a little off the board. I am going to go with Mandy Rose. I think they're uh, this is their opportunity to push her to that next level where they obviously want her to be. So I'm going with Mandy, and that has nothing to do with any biases I have towards Mandy Rose. <laughs> I'm just... Towards her Instagram account, you mean? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, we've got the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. We've got... Ricochet, Sami Zayn, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Randy Orton, Ali, Andrade, and Finn Balor. Who do you got? Sami Zayn. Oh, El Generico. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's I think this one's obvious. Um though this one is gonna be a barn burner. I think it's gonna be just chock full of incredible spots. I mean Andrade Ali, Ricochet, Sammy, Finn Balor are all going to do something crazy. I mean, Ricochet is likely going to drop, jump off of the top of a ladder to the side of the ring. It's going to be crazy. Uh, I, I fully expect um, Braun to cost Drew and Baron Corbin the shot at the briefcase. Randy Orton. Oh, yeah, he'll show up. Yep. I, I will quit watching WWE for at least a month if Randy Orton wins the, wins the briefcase because I really am tired of him. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, so I, I think it's Sammy. Um, shoot, if they get a, give it to Ali, I, I would be pleasantly surprised. He's been red hot. Um, but, yeah, I think it's Sammy. So my pick actually bleeds into – my white wine hot take. So I'm just going to play the music now. My white wine hot take. White wine hot takes. I think Finn Balor is going to win it. And I think he's going to win the top. He's going to be a double champion. That Finn is two a, belts? Oh, Finny two belts. Uh, I think ooh, you need to have. Finny two belts. I yeah, like you, that. Just uh, <laughs> syllable wise. You just needed more letters. So <laughs> Finny two belts is going to be both the. Uh, well, I don't know who's going to cash in on. But, well, no. Yeah, you know, he's going to cash in on Kobe. Yeah, he'd have to cash in on Kobe. The world heavyweight champion and the intercontinental champion, which, by the way, when you say them side by side, aren't they effectively kind of the same thing? Like, yes. World title, intercontinental basically means the world. So he'd be another double double champ from Ireland. And that is how it's going to go down. And that's how it should go because Finn deserves. He, he he was the first universal champion in history. They like this this dude was rocket strapped to the top, and and an unfortunate injury kind of took him away from that. But he's gonna take his rightful place upon the, the uh, WWE throne as a as a double champ. So that is a that is that is my pick for uh, Money in the Bank. That is an interesting take. Uh, my hot take is not as scorching as last week. I will not go on a on, on a lengthy rant. Um, I think Money in the Bank should be all ladder matches. I think we should oh. have uh, a ladder match for the titles. I think we should have ladder matches for uh, the briefcases, obviously. I think we should have an NXT t- ladder match. Uh, oh, I think yeah. we should have a tag ladder match. Let's just make Money in the Bank a, conf- a full-on ladder match pay-per-view. And let's get weird with it. Like, so you're you're not a you're you don't believe in the theory of the law of diminishing returns. <laughs> no, like, I want all fuck ladders. All the ladders. 
Like, I find it's like, I, I, like when they announced Hell in a Cell as a pay per view, I was like, all right, let's have every match in a cell. Extreme Rules, let's have every match an Extreme Rules match. They didn't do that. Like, at Extreme Rules, like, two matches were extreme, and the rest of them were normal matches. At Hell in a Cell, there's, like, one match in a cell. Like, if you're going to name these pay-per-views after, like, a specific style of match, let's make the entire pay-per-view that that style of match. So, like, I think it would be awesome to see, like, a tag, uh, tag ladder match. I think that'd be great. I think it'd be awesome to see NXT guys come out like and have one match on the main roster for the NXT title uh for the la- in in a ladder match. Like I think that'd be fucking incredible. So uh, so I'm with you. I'm a big fan of ladder matches in general. It's my probably my favorite stipulation match. I'm just not a fan of it. So so everyone who's in the, involved in the money in the bank ladder matches, both men and women. So they obviously are competing against each other to kind of build up to this, you know, big payoff on Sunday. I'm just not a big fan of like, so they'll have a match, they'll have, you know, Fatal 4-Way or whatever type of match, and then the winner will grab a ladder and then walk up to grab the non-contract. Like, what does that prove? It proves you know how to climb the ladder. Great, I hope you do, because it's a goddamn ladder match that you're entering <laughs> on Sunday. What the, like, what the, and then they use the wild card rule on SmackDown. For Ricochet to come out and just, just Ricochet, climb the yeah, ladder. Climb the ladder. <laughs> Oh, good. Yeah, this this really furthers the story because... <laughs> we, oh, man, we... they are, like, ruining him as a singles competitor on the main roster. Like, they don't know what the hell they're doing. Like, he has such potential, and they're just, like, burying him. And, I'm, like, it's a damn shame. Like, it, it really is, like... I, instead of strapping a rocket to his back and allowing him to be a star, which he could really be, there are having him lose to Robert Roode. And didn't he lose to Baron Corbin the other uh, last night? He did, yeah. Clean. Lost yeah. to Baron Corbin clean it's, last it, night. It's also, like... by the way, Robert Roode conveniently missing from uh, the show on Monday. Very disappointed. So He must I hope have like, have shaved plans. his mustache and Vince is mad. So, <laughs> I mean, they put a lot of... They put they pushed that mustache for a good hard week. They did. And then they I thought, you know, they brought it back too. They almost gave him a spot. In the uh, ladder, money in the bank ladder match, him the stash almost had you know it's it's a bummer that they didn't go full uh, full bore with that, but alas, the uh, the stash will have to wait till after money in the bank to resurface and make an impact on the uh, wrestling community. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Well, I guess that's it. Uh, we have made our predictions for money in the bank. Let's hope that we're right on some of them. Obviously, we'll come back next week. Uh, post Money in the Bank and Raw and SmackDown with another uh, episode, and we'll run down everything that happened during the pay-per-view and everything that happened afterwards. Um, make sure you follow us on social. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Doesn't Matter Pod. That's Pod with a zero. You can follow Ben and his escapades at the bachelor party he's going to this weekend at as, at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. It's probably going to get super weird. Um, and you can follow me at Jeremy A. Loss. And while you're doing all that following of our social media accounts, please, please, please subscribe and rate the podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts and find us on your other podcast avenues, whether that's Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, we're everywhere. So just download, subscribe, and again, thank you so much for all the love and support. But, um, you know, it's uh, everyone enjoy Money in the Bank this weekend. And uh, Jay, why don't you uh, why don't you give me 
your top wrestling podcast that you're listening to from on your flight home from Ohio? Well, I've been listening to... It doesn't matter what your (laughs) podcast is called. It gets me every time. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Later, guys.